Hello and welcome to a Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And we're back. We're back. We're back, baby. It feels like it has been 5,000 years <laughs> since we recorded an episode of this podcast. It's been a little less than a month. Yeah, it really, but it's good to be back. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. We took a little vacation for the month of August. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, I really, I was I was just working on other projects the whole time. <laughs> I was gonna say, can you say it was a vacation when we still recorded like five things? <laughs> Not actually five, but you know, we were busy. Yeah, we we did some stuff, but it's good to be back in the old Smashing Theory seat. Yes. This is a good time to come back because uh, this is one of my favorite kinds of episodes to do. Mm-hmm. We are doing another Nintendo Direct prediction episode. You do love predicting those directos. They're they're fun. Doing yeah. doing it's fun, and uh, and we've we've gotten some stuff right before. Mm-hmm. Some some stuff like astonishingly right lately. Really, the bonus I think for predicting a direct is that like you know whether you're right or wrong over a span of like twenty five to forty five minutes. You know, <laughs> whereas like predicting I don't know like E three or something, it's like over the entire weekend you're finding stuff out. This yeah, is just like well, we got ten percent of our shit right. <laughs> good, good job, us. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> I'm glad, like, that's, like, I were like, yeah, I'm excited to find out what Nintendo's up to, and, and you're just like, it's over so soon. <laughs> <laughs> Our accuracy rate will be found out so efficiently. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> but also, obviously, I do look forward to the Direct for announcements and, you know, like, fun little things that you're not expecting, confirmations of what you are expecting. Yeah. You know, it's a good time. Before we talk about the direct specifically, though, we do have one correction from oh, our right. last episode. Uh, you said Kazizzle was a Dragon Quest spell as a joke. It's a real Dragon Quest spell. You know, <laughs> people are like, dang, Sean, why don't you play fucking Dragon Quest? Kazizzle. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> That's not true. Dragon Quest seems like a really cool franchise. I just don't have the patience for it. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking. I'm still looking forward to Eleven. That's happening yeah, this month. I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to experiencing Eleven vicariously through you. Yeah, if if I get it. Right. Like, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, my my game budget is getting a little limited, and there's a lot of shit happening in September. Yeah, I've been. I have. I myself have been having some problems with that. Like, yeah. Like, I've, I've really had to prioritize, like, there's a bunch of shit that I want, but Iceborne comes out, like, tomorrow, like, in a couple days. Yeah. Monster Hunter Iceborne, so that's my September game. And then, Fair. From, you know, from then on, we'll, we'll plan for the future. But speaking of September games, the thing about the September 2019 Nintendo Direct that we're predicting is that it hasn't actually been announced yet. You know, I have... I think I must have dreamed it. I could swear that somebody posted in the Beep Boob Group Discord a link to the date that the Direct was going to take place. That was a date to a September 2018 Direct. That's that, what it was. That people are retweeting to okay. trick people into thinking it's happening this week. Okay. Because I then I checked, because I saw, you know, 
in your outline one of the things is potential date slash focus and i was like why is that in there it's already been announced it wasn't in the discord wait where'd it go and i thought i was like going insane (laughs) so (laughs) so i'm glad that that's all that it was yeah yeah uh yeah we don't actually have a september as of this recording we don't have a september 2019 nintendo direct announcement yet but uh september nintendo directs have been happening like clockwork for the past three or four years okay um Nintendo just likes having a direct like a week or two before Tokyo Game Show starts because they don't attend Tokyo Game Show themselves. Okay. So uh so they've they've been doing this pretty consistently just like they've been doing indie directs in August pretty consistently. Sure. Uh therefore I think that we will get a Nintendo direct on either September 9th or September tenth. Ooh, that is uh, that is next Monday or Tuesday. Okay. The following Monday or Tuesday. By the time people hear this episode. Okay. Yeah. That's... I'll uh, I'll join you for the September tenth prediction. I okay. Think it'll be on the tenth. Okay. Don't know why. Two Tuesdays. Tuesdays are fairly common Nintendo Direct game days. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'll uh, I'll pretend that that is why I said that. <laughs> um. Let's start with our non-Smash Bros. predictions. Okay. Because we always like to save Smash Bros. stuff for last. Yeah. So, first thing on the menu, one thing Nintendo always likes having in its directs, is additional support for existing games and services. Mm-hmm. So, there's there's a handful of games that came out pretty recently, and and a service that's been pretty prevalent, that I think we'll see covered. So, first off, the service... Uh, Nintendo Online. Okay. Pretty much every direct, they like to have at least one incentive for people to subscribe to Nintendo Online, mm-hmm. and this will be the one-year anniversary uh... of Nintendo Online, uh, which means that Nintendo will want to get people to renew their subscriptions this year. Right. Just in case they subscribed a year ago and they are now up for renewal. Yes. Which is not unreasonable. Yeah. And uh, and I think there's one big obvious way they can do this, uh-huh. and that is adding Super Nintendo games to their li- to their Nintendo Online library. Right. We have reason to believe that this is something that they have planned to do. Right. Yes. They've set the groundwork. Exactly. We've seen some data mines with some Super Nintendo games, mm-hmm. and also uh, a Nintendo World Store or like or Amazon or something. Mm-hmm accidentally leaked that official like switch compatible super nintendo controllers Mm, are going to be sold in the near future and what would you play with those uh nintendo 64 games (laughs) oh yeah probably (laughs) (laughs) uh so yes i i think I've been thinking for a while that we would get Super Nintendo games this year. Yeah, I was going to say, we've, we've been burned by this prediction before. Yeah, yeah. but I, I really think this is where they're announcing it. Okay. Um, They might start kind of small, maybe just like 10 games to start. Okay. And then two or three Super Nintendo games every month. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're already kind of slowing down the pace of NES games. They're already like running out i was gonna say there there can't be that many more cool ones that people would want to Uh, stick on there yeah like uh, particularly without getting into like some third party i was gonna say like weird licensed shit yeah exactly getting into more third party stuff than they have 
Uh, they they have almost gone through their entire first party library. Right. Almost. They haven't done Earthbound Beginnings yet. Okay. And I hope they do that. That'd be great. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I I think we'll get like ten Super Nintendo games to start, and that'll kind of kind of replenish the library going forward a little bit. Okay. What? Give me three launch titles for the Super Nintendo service. Okay. That I would like, or that I think are going to be that you. Th- this is this is prediction time, baby. Okay. Well, I mean, if it's prediction time, I'll just go with really easy ones. Uh, Super Mario World, yeah. Link to the Past, uh, Super Metroid. Yeah, well, I I think Super Mario World, yes. Yeah. I think they'll save Link to the Past and Super Metroid for, like, updates in later months. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? So I think Super Mario World, um, F-Zero. Ah. And something third party that isn't Castlevania or mm-hmm. Mega Man. I was gonna say some like off the wall thing. Yeah, not like some some something popular mm-hmm. and third party that isn't currently getting Switch re releases. Okay, because you've got the Mega right. Man Legacy Collection, they don't want to detract sales from that, uh-huh. and you've got the Castlevania Collection, they don't want to detract sales from that. Right. Um. So instead. Uh, Contra, Super Contra. They they also have a Contra oh, collection right. coming out. Yeah, too many collections. Too many collections. Um, Street Fighter Two. I was just I was literally thinking that as you said it. That's yeah, freaky. They they also have a Street Fighter collection, but I feel like just the first version of Street Fighter Two by itself mm-hmm. would be fine. Yeah, yeah. So the one without playable bosses, or are we talking like? Uh... The one without playable bosses. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 That that old ass game, and then they'll, <laughs> and then they'll be like, if you want, if you want to play, a game version with the bosses, you can right. by spending forty dollars. <laughs> if you want to play the version that any sensible person wants to play, yeah. yeah. What would be your your name three dream at SNES games that you would just love to have on there? Plausibility out the window. Okay. Well. Earthbound, which yeah. I think, which I think is coming, just maybe not at launch. Okay. Um, Chrono Trigger. Uh huh. And a fully translated version of Live Alive. Okay. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Uh, for me, I guess the most plausible one that I want would be Donkey Kong Country Two. Oh yeah. Specifically. I think they'll probably want to do the first one first, but that would be the one that I would want. Okay. Uh, the other two would be Ogre Battle, March of the Black Queen. Ooh, nice. And Lufia 2, Rise of the Sinistrals. Ooh, nice. I I think those those are both Square Enix, and I don't know whether or not Square Enix has contributed to the NES library. Mm, right. Yeah. Well... But but yeah, we're like never getting either of those last two games anyway, so <laughs> that's fine. Well, I think if Square Enix was participating, like for example, um, the the original Virtual Console mm-hmm. had Ogre, right had Ogre Battle March to the Black Queen on there. That's true. I don't remember Lufia too. I don't think it did. Yeah, that's an obscure yeah uh, game from that catalog. So I, I think it's in the realm of possibility, but you know, definitely not in the likely sphere right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the right. likely sphere is also the place where I put all my predictions. 
it's just a zone in phantom space where they all go as soon as i say them so other it's uh, a very disturbing other existing games that could get support announced in the nintendo direct for september Mm -hmm. uh super mario maker 2 true we predicted for e3 that they would announce a new style right uh right like how there's like one conspicuous black blank space right next to uh next to the super mario 3d world style yeah so that did not get announced at e3 but i think it will get announced it'll get announced within the next six months i think either this direct or the first direct of 2020 Mm -hmm. so let's just predict it here sure yeah yeah that sounds good I don't remember. What did you say you thought the stock? Did you say it was going to be Super Mario Land 2? Is that what your thing was? Uh, I said Super Mario Land 2 or Super Mario Bros. 2. Okay, yeah. Yeah, those are both good. Yeah. Another one that I thought of uh, recently is... um, This would be really off the wall, but since I think styles are kind of meant to be like... These are game modes that are not compatible with the original game modes, but they bring in cool new stuff. Yeah. Uh, Donkey Kong 94. Oh, oh God, I love that. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would, like, being able to design levels in that style would just be the coolest thing in the world for me. Yeah. I'm certain we're not getting it. I, I think what's a little more likely is Mario versus Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah, the shitty younger brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, the shitty old, well, yeah, younger brother, you're right. Right. Yeah, uh, because it would give... It would give you access to that move set for Mario, mm-hmm. but you know, have a bit more of a contemporary visual style. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would definitely take that. That'd yeah. be really fun. Yeah, me too. Marvel Ultimate Alliance three came out uh, in mid August. Yeah, still ain't got it. Yeah, still, <laughs> still don't have it. It did, it did really well in the. Uh, it came out in July. Sorry, that's right. Yeah, it came out in July, and I still. Don't have it, but it did pretty well in the July MPD. Nice. Like, it cracked the top ten. Mm, okay. I, was, I wasn't expecting that, so I'm glad that it's selling so well. Yeah, that's good. Because um, uh, I'm interested in it. Uh, but again, the aforementioned yeah. game budget and this just fuck this banger of a, of a season. Man. Yeah. No, Pete, like, like, games makers all over the world are just going buck wild yeah. during this quarter of 2019. Uh, they've already kind of been showing DLC for it. They've detailed the entire first DLC pack already. Uh-huh. But I think there might be just kind of a refresh, like, you know, like kind of a, oh, hey, uh, tens of thousands of you are watching. Look right. at this Marvel Ultimate Alliance DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe they'll show a bit of the second DLC pack, which is supposed to come out later this year. Okay. And maybe give kind of a more, a more concrete date for that. I wonder... Actually, it's plain. Actually, it makes it does make sense that like people like fly out for Labor Day weekend and they're all flying back home on Labor Day. Oh yeah, because they got work tomorrow. I wonder if there is enough DLC coming that they might do a like we've got a lot of great DLC coming. Here's a compilation of what all of it is, and then just like set a bunch of DLC reminders to music. Oh, like that different games. Yeah, that feels like the tier of of dlc that marvel ultimate alliance 3 is you know what i mean yeah maybe yeah i could i could see it i don't think they have enough for a montage that's what i yeah that's what i was wondering about yeah um that'd be really funny a dlc montage (laughs) i yeah i don't know i i can i can see it but i also can't i i don't i don't know Mm -hmm. if that would ever actually happen the 
the music that I'm picturing that I'm imagining in my mind for the montage is just like the Tetris 99 menu music. Like Spider-Man's just punching someone. Yeah, that's just what I'm imagining. Yeah, no, that's perfect. <laughs> Good. Uh, finally, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses already kind of has their expansion pass uh, schedule set out. Right. Um, DLC Wave 2 is additional auxiliary battle maps, helpful in-game support items, and more, which will be released <laughs> by October 31st. So I think they're going to show off DLC pack, uh, you know, uh, they're going to show off Wave 2 of the right. Fire Emblem expansion pass, and maybe Wave 3, which is due by the end of 2019. Okay. And uh, and give more concrete dates for that. I think uh, DLC Wave 2 will come out sometime in September, maybe close to the end of the month. It'd be pretty cool to be, like, impressed by Fire Emblem DLC, you yeah. know? That's never happened for me before, uh, like, the battle maps or whatever that you had in Awakening and Fates. Sure. And it doesn't look like Three Houses is going to be very impressive, but we'll see what happens down the line. They did say that uh, there will be story DLC in 2020 that's cool at least with new playable characters oh well so, uh, that would yeah that'd be that'd be okay yeah i might be impressed by that depending on you know what's up there yeah uh last time they said a game would have story dlc xenoblade chronicles 2 gave us an entire new game basically. oh yeah torn of the golden country yeah uh, and i i'm not saying it'll be on that scale right. we're adding a fourth house <laughs> 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 Level three houses, four house. <laughs> the purple dragons are coming, <laughs> coming to Garig Mach Monastery. <laughs> hey kids, I'm, I'm Barney, <laughs> yeah. and I'm your teacher. I'm the new professor. <laughs> Barney just wailing on somebody with a huge axe. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> uh. I did my certification test. <laughs> I'm a barbarian. <laughs> a brigand. Oh, that's right. If you will. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> Why are we both Barney? Uh, I hate you, Barney. <laughs> Turning uh, a bit more into Yogi Bear. You know, kids who grew up in the hey, 90s had really tortured childhoods <laughs> in some respects. Uh, so, yeah, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Well, they'll show the DLC. Yeah. Uh, but not the story mode DLC yet. We'll have to wait for that. Right. I feel like that's all the existing game support we'll see. Okay. Uh, like, they're kind of done supporting Mario Odyssey. I don't mm -hmm. think we'll see Super Mario Party support. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. So, let's, let's move on to games with confirmed release dates from 2019 to 2020 okay uh so you know in release date order first up damon x machina Woo! comes out september 13th and i'm not buying it for at least a month after that probably <laughs> maybe more yeah it it looks cool and uh if our prediction is right it'll be coming out at the end of the week mm -hmm. um after that direct so I think basically we'll get like a launch trailer that sort of like goes over the highlights of the game. Right. Yeah. And reminds people to buy it. Yeah. And I, you know, I'd like to get it eventually. It is a lower priority purchase for me. Yeah. Do you think that it will get DLC? Do you think they'll announce a season pass? Uh, yes, but it will be underwhelming. Okay. I'm going to say no. Okay. 
uh, Nintendo has had a tendency to kind of announce their DLC farther back. Mm, right. Like, yeah, if if Damon X Machina were going to have DLC, I think they would have announced it by now. Like, okay. not less than a week before the game comes out. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. I guess, um, yeah, I... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I was season... going to say, like, maybe they'll announce it later or something. Yeah, yeah like, a season pass announcement at least i don't think is happening anymore right but i could see them having some post-launch content right like here's five new mechs or whatever yeah however that works yes exactly yeah i think there'll be post-launch support maybe but i don't think we're getting a season pass announcement this month yeah yeah that's fair september 20th one week later we're getting link's awakening legend of zelda link's awakening remake all right um yeah 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 um you know link's awakening is one of my favorite Mm -hmm. games of all time and while i have already said my reservations about how safe it looks like this game is going to play it in Mm -hmm. terms of being a remake uh i still cried when i saw parts of the game being like re-shown off so like i'm yeah this game will be cool I think they'll show off some more gameplay, maybe from some later parts of the game, and uh, and it'd be nice. I think maybe they'll show off some, like, amiibo details. Okay. They already said at E3 that, like, you know, uh, a Link amiibo is coming with Link's Awakening, or, you know, you can get a Link amiibo. Right. Like a Link's Awakening-style Link amiibo, and that scanning that amiibo into Link's Awakening will give uh you know that that dompe uh-huh. uh you, you know like the make your own zelda maps thing? yeah yeah uh they've mentioned that yeah amiibo functionality will be you scan the amiibo in and it will change your make a map somehow right uh links the links awakening link specifically will put shadow link in that map and shadow link will chase you around right, right? which is cool yeah that's cool uh i would like to see uh what other unique map changes mm-hmm. uh other zelda amiibo will do same like, yeah uh and i think it'd be nice if they did that uh yeah I'll, I'll go ahead and say that'll happen okay yeah like i think they'll at least remind us about the link's awakening link amiibo so they might as well be like yeah and if you scan ganondorf in then ganon will kill, kill the you fish <laughs> <laughs> right yeah he just kills the windfish and then takes over yeah and uh he's the new final loss yes <laughs> it's not even the map maker he just does that in the game yeah yeah he just completely changes the story you There's... just you just scan it you're <laughs> and then he punches the windfish out of the universe yeah yeah it just sits down at the top of tall tall mountain yeah yeah uh great good <laughs> October 31st, one month later, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 comes out. My favorite spooky franchise. That's, uh, that's not true. My favorite spooky franchise is Resident, Resident Evil. Evil. <laughs> but I do love Luigi's Mansion, and I'm thrilled that this is coming out so soon. You do. I feel like we've already seen a lot of what this game has to offer. Yeah. Like, I, I think they'll show some gameplay and stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll show a new boss or something. True. Um... So I, I think maybe this is actually when they might announce like some kind of DLC stuff for for Luigi's Mansion. 3. That'd be cool. Like uh, more I don't, mansions. Yeah, I I don't know what Luigi's Mansion Three DLC would be like. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know what 
It's like go through the mansion is Mario. Yeah, that's like a you know another um that's another game where I think that the DLC will probably be kind of underwhelming. Like here's some challenge maps or uh-huh. whatever. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's like I, I don't think it's gonna be revolutionary. Yeah. Okay. So so do we or do we not think that there will be some like that they will at this direct announce like post launch content for it? Um, I'm gonna say no. Okay, you know I think I'll also say no. Okay, yeah, but I I wouldn't be shocked if it happened. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, like I I like next level games is the kind of studio where I can see Nintendo being like, okay, good, you're done with Luigi's Mansion three, now work on this game. Mm-hmm. You know, instead yeah, of being yeah. instead of being like, yeah, you're gonna crank out some post launch content <laughs> for Luigi's. I yeah, I don't think that's the best use of next level games. So I feel no. like I feel like maybe. Like, you know, maybe sometime in December they're like, and here's a surprise free update for Luigi's Mansion 3. It's Pooigi. <laughs> it's like Gooigi, but he's made out of poo this time. <laughs> the rating has raised from E10 to gross. Here are Pooigi's features. He's worse than Gooigi. <laughs> He's that, worse than Luigi. <laughs> that's the list. <laughs> like, he can only walk, and there's just, like, a <laughs> sound every time he steps, and he cannot use the poltergeist. <laughs> well, he has a new he has a new uh, uh, piece of equipment. The poltergeist. <laughs> the poopergeist. Yeah, the, the poop. Anyway, this... this <laughs> I regret this bit, so we're moving on. What else we got to talk about, Daniel? <laughs> yeah, so I think that Luigi's Mansion Three, uh, yeah, they'll they'll show more of the game, uh, but not necessarily like, yeah, yeah, not 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 necessarily DLC or anything like that. Then in November fifth, we got Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo twenty twenty. Woo! Um, you know. This is the most excited I've been for a Mario and Sonic. Game. I do like the sprite thing that yeah. they're doing. That's cool. Yeah, the uh, the fucking sixteen and eight bit mini games. Yeah, uh, based off of Olympic sports. I think that's great. I think that's a great feature, and it really like. There's other parts of the game that have really shown that they they understand how charming Mario and Sonic are, right? You know? And they're they're really leaning in on that more than just like, you know coasting on the novelty of them being at the olympics because it's not a novelty anymore right yeah, uh, that's true th- this is the most effort i've seen be put into one of these games so mm-hmm. i'm actually kind of kind of interested in it i think there'll be like an overview of the game okay. that shows more features and i think uh i think at least one feature they'll show off or at least one moment in the in the overview will make sean go that's that's pretty cool The first thing that I thought of when he said that is like, Welcome to Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. This year, Russia has been banned for doping. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> You're just like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Just mirroring what's happening with the Olympic Committee in real life. <laughs> Wario represents Russia and he's just banned from the game. Oh, I missed <laughs> He just walks away. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what I think about Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield comes out November 15th. Oh, wow. God, that's so soon. Yeah. And I think 
we will we'll get like a full-on pokemon direct in like october or november mm-hmm. uh so they won't like go crazy with details but i think we'll get some new details okay i think uh they'll show off the rumored new eevee evolutions okay and maybe a new type oh if if they don't show a new type at uh-huh. this direct there will not be a new type in the game okay interesting um, so you don't think they would save that for a Pokemon specific Nintendo Direct? Uh, no, I, okay. I don't. Like, uh, like for the Pokemon X and Y media cycle, uh-huh. they revealed the fairy type like around August or September. Okay, uh, right? They, you know, because if you wait too long to show off the new type, then you have less opportunities to show off pokemon that represent that type in your marketing so okay yeah uh if it's a new type i think sound type is pretty much like yeah the thing like team yell you know (laughs) right yeah Yeah. certainly as as you know um whether or not that's what it winds up being it would make a hell of a lot of sense and i don't blame people who think that's going to be what it is yeah agreed i think that in the pokemon direct they might address like it's funny, actually, uh, Junichi Masuda has already addressed, like, the complaints about the lack of a national Pokedex mm-hmm. with, like, a complete non-answer. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so, uh, so maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe they won't really... I don't think they'll talk about it in this Direct, at the very least. Right. Maybe the Pokemon Direct later, but definitely not this Direct. Yeah, because, yeah, he's already been like, we've heard your complaints. I hope you enjoy the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um town speaking of game freak yeah speaking of games that we keep talking about and then they don't show up at things (laughs) town uh is a game that was revealed last year with a nebulous release date of 2019 we haven't seen it yet uh but i think like for sure we're gonna see it at this direct okay uh a trademark from game freak leaked uh like less than a month ago Mm mm-hmm uh, for a game called Little Town Hero, and that sure sounds like a rename of town working title. Uh-huh. <laughs> they just make a new game. In addition to town, we're making another game called Little Town Hero. It's the sequel. It's coming out a day later. Uh, yeah, so I think they're going to, you know, show the game again as Little Town Hero, mm-hmm. um, and that they will give, like, a full overview and a release date. All right. Uh, what do you think the release date's going to be? I think the release date is going to be December 15th. Oh, nice. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, that you know, that's that's not a bad guess. Thank I you. had three guesses, Whoa. And, uh, and I did not think of December, uh, and I think that's a great slot for it, actually. Yeah, I just feel like, like it's not quite ready to go, but it'll right. be ready to go by then. Yeah, my... Yeah, my my theories were October 2019, uh-huh. right? Because the only October game we're getting from Nintendo is Luigi's Mansion at the very end of the month. Right. So, like, mid-October. Yeah. Um, January 2020. Ah. Uh, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or it's a shadow drop. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think those are all inter- interesting and fun in their own ways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I'm having a hard time placing where it'd be. Um, I'll... Yeah, it's it's tough because like, you know, I think they've been quietly working on this game this whole time. Right. I think it could just be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I think maybe January, like okay, January twenty twenty. Uh, cause yeah, Nintendo's kind of they're they're doing good on releases. They don't. Yeah. Uh, although I think it's actually like a Game Freak release and not a Nintendo one. Hmm. So. Yeah, I yeah, January twenty twenty sounds the most right to me. Okay. Although. I wouldn't be shocked by a shadow drop, and I think that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. I wouldn't buy it right away. Well, actually, I guess it depends on how much it costs. Yeah, if it was uh like. I feel like it won't be less than twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. But if it was twenty dollars, yeah, and like it seems like a really like cool like end of like just a a neat little RPG, you mm-hmm. know, like I'd I'd get that for twenty bucks. Yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, uh, if if it's thirty, I might wait until my budget situation's better. That's fair. Yeah, because yeah, I, I could see it being anywhere between twenty and forty. I'd say 30 is more likely than 40. It might also be more likely than 20. Mm-hmm. But uh, but 20 would be nice. I'd get it for 20. That'd be great. Yeah. Because who knows how big this game is, really. You know? <laughs> right. Like, may- maybe it has enough content to justify 30 or 40. Uh-huh. Uh, 20 would just be nice. It's just like a $60 AAA game, and it all takes place in a single town. <laughs> the The town, like, like, reveals that it has, like... It it like it reveals that it has multiple floors, you <laughs> right? Know? Yeah, yeah. It turns into Made in Abyss. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's all shops and shit. Like yeah. there's no danger at all. It's just like, wow, I'm down here on the sixth layer. They got hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'd fucking love that game. Actually, That'd be great. I'd fucking love that game. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the last game with an established release date or release window mm-hmm. is Animal Crossing: New Horizons coming Woo! out. March twentieth, twenty twenty, and I think they'll give us more details. Yeah. Oh um, man, I'm so excited to play an Animal Crossing game that doesn't involve villagers bullying me about furniture. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I they'll they'll show that game off. What they might do is show off uh, connectivity hmm. between Pocket Camp uh, and and it. That that uh-huh. might be where they show that off. Right. I, I feel like Pocket Camp's relevance has kind of sailed, so I wouldn't be surprised if that was not a thing at all. Okay. Um, But maybe it's just sailed for me, a man that hasn't <laughs> touched it since it came out last year. I, like, every two or three months, I'm like, what's going on in Pocket Camp? And I open it up and I play it for, like, two days, and then I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> I stop. <laughs> That's my relationship with Pocket Camp. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm... I'm feeling that with Pokemon Masters, man. Like it's, I like, it, it just came out, but I'm already tired of it. I was gonna say I'm going to uninstall that from my phone like tonight while I'm eating dinner. Like I, <laughs> I played it a little bit and I was like, this is just gotcha shit again. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm, the most mundane experience you could possibly imagine. I'm going to un, I'm I'm going to like log in and get like those gem bonuses, mm-hmm. uh, for the duration of the event, <laughs> right? Uh, and then like get like get like a drop of like 10 right uh, sync pairs mm-hmm. uh see what i get out of that and then probably quit the game forever yeah because i already got my first like 10 pack of sync <laughs> pairs not a single five star in the bunch oh yeah uh hate hate that shit yeah i just i just wish people treated gotcha more like the way Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links does 
wow, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> this opinion is startling to me. <laughs> Holy shit. It's just g- new gacha games come out every day <laughs> and like none of them take lessons from a game that like has handled it the one game that has handled it in a way that doesn't annoy me immensely sure you know? yeah. yeah i think for me it's not even like it's not even necessarily like the draws that bother me or collecting gems or orbs or whatever uh-huh. i'm just i'm over the tiers of character like oh man i got a three-star elizabeth and i Uh wanted a five-star elizabeth you know like i'm over that i'm so over it yeah i just want to play first of all i want to stop playing gotcha games (laughs) like i have the patience to play one at a time and it's not pokemon masters yeah playing another one uh but then also i just i wish that we could come up with a new model like there was a period of time, you know, I mean, I have an Android phone, so I'm speaking from that experience, but like on the Play Store, you know, you could go and there would just be like cool RPGs that had nothing to do with gotcha. Yeah. There was a period of time where it was like that. Yeah. I now, that time. anytime an RPG comes out, like that's the only kind of RPG that you can play. Yeah. Except for when like Square Enix re-releases a Final Fantasy with ugly, shitty sprite art. <laughs> yeah. Like... I I long for meaningful mobile games to be prevalent again, and it's never going to happen for the rest of time. <laughs> yeah. Like, every now and then, it would be like, hey, remember when RPGs were like this? <laughs> and, and, like, you know, like, they'll, like, once every, like, three years, there'll be a really solid, like, callback game right, yeah. to the old days. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I, I, I feel that. But yeah, I do think they'll show off more details for Animal Crossing New Horizons um, without uh, without showing their full catalog of features and stuff yet. Sure. Uh, because I think I think the real blowout will happen in like a January Direct. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's all the confirmed first party Nintendo games with like release windows. Mm-hmm. Up next, we have uh, announced games without release windows. Okay. Uh, first party ones. We have three. We've got Metroid Prime 4. Yeah, we whatever got, that's coming out. We got Bayonetta 3, and we got Breath of the Wild 2. Right. Uh, I think none of them will get additional details in this direct. Same. Yeah. I think that out of those three games, if we're going to see anything from any of them, it's going to be Bayonetta 3. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I, I I think that the other two are just too far out. Yeah, I think Breath of the Wild 2 we will see in some capacity at E3 2020. Okay, yeah. Maybe even, like, an earlier 2020 Direct. But yeah, not seeing it this year at all. Yeah, Bayonetta 3 might get, like, a 2020 tease. Right. Um, But yeah, I don't think we're seeing any of them this year. Not me I think, uh I think they'll start to focus on at least two of those games next year. And maybe even Metroid Prime 4. Okay. Um, Like, maybe during the tail end of Metroid Prime 4, they'll finally start showing us some stuff. 
right, right. the tail end of 2020, <laughs> they'll finally start showing us some Metroid Prime 4 stuff. You're... You know, like, they'll release the game uh, just <laughs> just one day in, like, April next right. year. And then, um, and then, like, during the final boss, they'll be like, here's some information on Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. You're, you're, like, fighting, you know, uh, Giga Ridley. Uh-huh. And then he just turns to you like, Brah, listen to this announcement of the DLC for this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you get hit by any fireballs, you don't get to learn what happens. Do you like my new voice actor? Ah! <laughs> Can you tell that Nintendo never hires union actors? <laughs> <laughs> Professor, I'm in Fire Emblem now. <laughs> Fire Emblem Three Houses actually has the, I want to say it has the best voice cast I've heard in a first party Nintendo game. Yes, I will say that there are, you know, compared to games that use union actors, it's yeah. still like it's it's good, you know, yeah. uh, but it could you you get the sense that it could be a little bit better. I. Like, I want to say at least, like, the named characters, you yes. know, at least, like, your playable cast. Yeah. Really incredible. I want to say that, like, 80% of those actors are, like, union tier. Yes. I'm surprised they're not union. Claude's voice actor, <laughs> like, should get, like, an Emmy or something. Yeah, he's excellent. Yeah. Um, you know, funnily enough, obviously the uh, named characters are all quite good. There is a character, the Gate Guard. Nothing to report. Yeah. yeah he's awesome yeah i was gonna bring him up next actually yeah, yeah. just like he he completely leans into that role and displays some dramatic range at times yeah that's kind of impressive yeah no i i love him actually yeah like the the voice cast is just really good like you know there there's a few like np like random npcs where it's like oh yeah that's that's non-union right but uh but I think they really stepped it up for for this game. Yeah, uh, for sure. Like talent wise, and then you play Pokemon Masters, and it's hilarious how <laughs> right. bad the voice talent is. Hi, I'm Misty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait to join your team. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a demented clown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, so I don't think we'll see any of those games. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, so, moving on to p- to potential first-party announcements. All right. Um, so, uh, we always talk about Wii and Wii U ports first. Mm-hmm. We haven't actually seen any of those lately. <laughs> You're right. I'm starting to wonder if they will ever exist at this point. Uh, here's what I think. I think that they will announce Metroid Prime Trilogy. Okay. I think that will have a January or February 2020 release date. I think that if anything is going to get ported, that's going to get ported. Yeah. You know? Uh, Because, you know, rumor has it that Metroid Prime Trilogy for the Switch has been done for, like, almost a year. (laughs) Right. And, you know, they were preparing it as kind of a way to rev up for Metroid Prime 4. Uh Uh-huh. Before that got in, you know, before that got rebooted. Right. Uh, I think that maybe... You know, they'll release Metroid Prime Trilogy next year and start to give us details for four later that year. Okay. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And yeah, so I, I think they'll they'll announce it for like a January or February twenty twenty release. They they could hold on to it for even longer, but I, I'm 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 feeling I'm feeling that that might be the slot. Okay. I I predict Wonderful 101 before, like, every direct. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm i going to mix it up. I'm going to say it won't be there this time. Yeah, I'm feeling that. Yeah. 
Uh, Wonder Woman 101 just seems like a summer release, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's like, not like curl up by your Christmas tree with this tale of a hundred people forming a big ass hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think they'll announce it this time. Xenoblade X HD is another one we bring up a lot. That's the one that I'm looking forward to the most. That's the know, one I. That's the one I really wish would happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am wondering if we will get either a Xenoblade X HD announcement or. An announcement of Monolith Soft's like new project, kind uh-huh. of their their new like action RPG, uh, their their new side project, and not their new Xenoblade. Game, right, 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 sure. Uh, not not what their Xenoblade team's working on, what their other team's working on. Yes, and uh, I I don't know if September 2019 is when we're going to hear about it. I think we'll hear about it within the next year, but maybe not here. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling that. Yeah. For whatever reason, I just, I kind of feel as though this is not going to be a direct that's going to blow my mind, you know? Yeah. Um, so September, like, there's, <laughs> I feel like the big announcements usually fall during, like, the first Nintendo Direct of year and mm-hmm. the E3 Nintendo Directs. Yeah. And then we have two seasonal Directs between that, where we got the Spring Direct and the Fall Direct. Right. And those are usually just like... Hey, here's here's a recap of what we announced last time. <laughs> right, yeah. Right, uh with a couple of surprises. And uh I I do think that this will be more low key, but I think that because this is pre-Tokyo Game Show, mm-hmm. there will be like a couple of big surprises. Okay. Moving on, Skyward Sword HD is the last port I think that's worth talking about. Sure. Uh but I don't think we're Link's Awakening is coming out. Right, they don't want to steal the thunder it's, from Link's Awakening. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I, I feel like they might talk about Skyward Sword issue within the next year also, but not not at, not September 19. Not September 2019. Okay. So, also, uh, moving on, potential first-party announcements, I think we will get a an announcement for a smaller first-party game. Hmm. Like a new, a new game that is not a port, okay. but is a bit, like, lower scale. Okay. And it'll get like a Q1 2019 release date or window. Ah, any thoughts as to what's that sub, the the kind of thing that might be? WarioWare Switch <laughs> February 2019. Okay, yeah. 2020. That's, that's that's a good one. Yeah. Uh Yeah, not sorry, not Q1 2019, Q1 2020. Right. And yeah, I I think this this is my prediction they're going to announce a new WarioWare game for the Switch that will come out in February. Okay. Uh, what do you what do you got? I'm gonna break your heart here. I think it's going to be another Chibi Robo game that has mechanics that are nothing like the first Chibi Robo, and you won't want to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> like that one where you're like taking pictures of toilet paper and shit. Like it's gonna be that level of inanity. That would break my heart less than what I think the reality is, and that is that the Chibi Robo franchise is dead. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I think they won't announce a Chibi Robo game. In this direct or any direct for the rest of my life. <laughs> God. Like, I, <laughs> I, like, I pray that maybe they'll give the re, like, they'll do a remake or remaster of Chibi Robo GameCube someday. Uh-huh. Um, but I think they're done making new Chibi Robo games. I think there's a chance that, like. For now. I was going to say, I think there's a chance that when you're, like, 50, they'll be like, hey, remember this franchise? Uh-huh. On the Nintendo Switch 17, you can play it again. <laughs> yeah. When I I think that when Nintendo gets to the point 
that they are re-releasing GameCube games, you know, when <laughs> right. they're like doing the virtual console equivalent for GameCube <laughs> games, I think maybe they'll just slip Chibi Robo in there, you know, just, you know, just like as a low key release on a Tuesday. Right. Right. And then uh I will tell all of my friends to buy it <laughs> and Nintendo will finally notice the gem of a franchise they have on their hands. It'll get a new release in 2043. Yeah, so so that's that's your guess, the Chibi Robo spinoff? Yeah, sure, why not? All right, cool. Um, Backup guess, Paper Mario, still oh. the, uh, a Paper Mario game that I still will be disappointed by. Yeah, a disappointing Paper Mario game where Chibi Robo is an NPC in it. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, uh, an old favorite, one we've been guessing for a while, uh... A first-party IP spinoff developed by a third party. Okay. Still not sure what this will be. I think we're getting to the point where we could see an announcement of a Star Fox game by the Starlink team. Uh-huh. Sure, sure. Um, Other than that, unsure. Yeah, and I don't know if we'll get that kind of announcement at this Direct, but I feel, I feel like by the end of 2020, there'll be another announcement like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so here's my um, oddball prediction that will never come true for this episode. Okay. Um, Platinum Games makes an action RPG set in the Zelda universe. That's cool. Yeah. I can see it happening, but they they just put out Astral Chain. Yeah, now they're like, guess what we've been working on in addition to Astral Chain? <laughs> and at what point, may I ask, do you think that they're going to start work on Bayonetta 3? Ah, uh, it's canceled. <laughs> As an aside, I've heard that Astral Chain's really good. Yeah, like me that. too. Yeah, yeah, it's gotten some great reviews. Yeah, actually, that kind of blew me away. I thought that was going to be like an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, the, that that's kind of the, the Platinum rating. You know? Right, like, yeah. That's, that's kind of what Platinum Games games get rated, so. That's also just like my favorite rating for games that I buy. If right. If it's got an 8 out of 10, it's probably like... Like, oh, this game is slightly overly ambitious and has some obscure mechanics. Yeah. Oh, give it to <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, you are you are a seven or eight out of ten kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's like, me. Yeah, it's like, oh, in life game... and in video games. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, this game's a bit janky, but it's got some really cool concepts. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's me. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh so that's all the first party stuff we got to predict. righty. So potential third party announcements. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we'll get some release dates for third-party games that we know about. Mm-hmm. Off the top of my head, I think maybe Romancing Saga 3 and or Saga Scarlet Grace. Oh, okay. We'll get their release dates here. Uh, and Hero Land. Uh, so, if you guys have been following A Smashing Theory, uh, every... <laughs> every Direct Predictions episode... I've been hoping and praying that a localization <laughs> of a game called Work Work would be re- would be announced or revealed. Right. Um. Then, like several weeks before E3, or like a couple weeks before E3, uh, Xseed Games announces that they're localizing Work Work as Hero Land. Mm-hmm. So, like, the localization is here and it's coming out sometime in 2019. Right. So, I think uh, I think it'll get a little spotlight trailer in this direct alongside a release date of, like, December. Cool. I think there will be a shadow drop of at least one indie game. Okay. My main candidates are CrossCode, uh, this uh, really cool sprite-based 
action RPG that got a Switch port announcement, like, at the beginning of this year, I want to say. Okay. Um, but has not gotten a release date yet beyond 2019. Ah. And, uh, and also, uh, Dicey Dungeons, uh, a game by Terry Cavanaugh. Okay. The guy that made VVVVVV. Right. And some other, uh, some other indie darlings. Um, he recently released this for Steam and I think mobile phones. Oh, okay. So, uh, I think the Switch would be a good fit and that just shadow dropping, mm-hmm. uh, would, I think that'd be in character for, for a lot of reasons. Sure, I can see it. Uh, I think there'll also be some indie announcements. Um, uh, Fell Seal Arbiter's Mark is this very interesting tactics game that got released this year. All right. I could see a Switch port getting announced for that. Sure. And also, uh, Dean Dodrill. Mm-hmm. The creator of Dust and Elysian Tale ah. uh, recently tweeted, uh, like, earlier this month, earlier in August, actually, it's it's September now, he tweeted in August, uh, Dust and Elysian Tale came out six years ago, uh, my other game, Gotta Keep Sneakin', uh, <laughs> or whatever it's called, came out two years ago, curious to know what uh... I've been working on since then, and... I thought this was a setup for the Indie Switch Direct, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Indie World presentation that happened a week later, <laughs> uh, but his game did not show up there, so it might show up here. Maybe it was just a very long-term hint drop. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe he's just like, I just feel like mentioning it now, <laughs> arbitrarily, I guess, but uh, yeah, I feel like maybe it's going to show up. <laughs> In, like, 2022. Hey, remember when I made that tweet? <laughs> Here's a game. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh... I think Dean Dodrill's game will be revealed here. And maybe won't come out for, like, a year after that, but I think it might get shown off. Okay. As a Switch exclusive during this Direct. Alright. I think we'll get some double-A or triple-A third-party ports. I'm gonna predict the Apollo Justice Ace Attorney trilogy again, because why not? <laughs> sure. Throw uh, that in there. Um, I think there'll be at least one other Capcom port. I think this because Capcom at the Tokyo Game Show is going to be doing a presentation of what they call their adult collection. Uh, uh, in in Japan, they have this label. They do not have this label in America. Okay. Uh, but the adult selection is basically what they're calling their ports of... Uh, like M-rated games for the Switch. I like see. Like the Resident Evil games. Okay. Uh, like Dragon's Dogma. Sure. I think Onimusha qualifies. Oh, uh, sure, De- sure. The first Devil May Cry. Uh-huh. So I think they might reveal more Devil May Cry games, or maybe like Dino Crisis or something. Okay. Oh, Dino Crisis would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Square Enix has been just dumping a bunch of cool ports. Yeah, I'm um, excited for Final Fantasy VIII coming out this yeah, week. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, twenty bucks. That's cheaper than I thought it'd be. Yeah, yeah, buy it like ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, especially because it's a whole ass remaster. You yeah, know? Uh, but yeah, looking looking forward to that. I think they'll announce a Chrono Trigger uh, re-release. Oh, okay. You know, basically, uh, I think it'll just be the Steam port. Uh, but but the Steam port's way better than it was when it launched. Ah. Yeah, like uh, like you know, the Steam port like was bad when it came out. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was just like the mobile version, but worse somehow. And then they they changed almost all the things that people <laughs> were complaining about. Okay. Uh, so I think 
I think a Chrono Trigger port uh, that's maybe even a little better than the Steam port, but is clearly based off of it. Okay. Yeah. And I think the big port, I think the the whoa wow wowie port <laughs> that we're getting announced is uh is an Overwatch port. Tracer here. I'm in Overwatch. I mean, I'm on the Switch. <laughs> You're always in Overwatch, Tracer. Shut up. <laughs> wow, you're getting rude. I'll kill you with my guns. That's... We all have guns in Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> For the Switch. <laughs> That's the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's just talking to Doug Bowser the whole time. <laughs> put, put the gun down, Tracer. <laughs> I'm Doug Bowser. I'm so, so I'm a smooth bitch. Um, so <laughs> that was what he, that was his uh, his nickname in high school. Smooth bitch How's it going Bowser. Smooth bitch Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> Adding the last name on makes it even better somehow. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, there was a leak of a switch case with an Overwatch symbol on it. Right. Uh so it's got tongues of wagon. Yeah. T- tongues are wagging. Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that is that what tongue wagging is? I mean, I don't know. It's an expression meaning these people are talking. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Hey, have you heard of the fucking Overwatch? I hate of it. Oh, if you have guns, he's got two guns. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. I, I think I think legit that'll get announced during this direct. Okay. I think that'll be one of their one of their whammies. Yeah, that'd really blow minds of people who didn't see the switch case leak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I, I think there will be a couple of just like new third party announcements. One th- one old third party announcement that I think will resurface mm-hmm. is Shin Megami Tensei five. Nice. I think this is the time to talk about it. I think they've been developing it for a little while now. Okay. So I think at the very least the Japanese version of the direct will go into into significant detail about it. <laughs> and uh and I, I think I think the US direct will also get uh some details about it. And, right. uh the Japanese direct gets like a twenty minute whole thing about it and then the um, uh the US direct is like if you like demons, here's a game for you. It's like a 30-second you know, <laughs> spot. Yeah. Yeah, I could see a discrepancy. But yeah, I think I think basically Shin Megami Tensei is a game that's probably going to come out in Japan in 2020. Mm-hmm. And then like 2021 in the States. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think it will resurface at this direct and they will talk about it at least a little. Nice. And uh, we like talk. We, we like bringing up the possibility of Monster Hunter 5. We do. So here's what I think. I think this will be the last direct that does not talk about Monster <laughs> Hunter Five. Okay, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, uh, because Iceborne is coming out what, like this week? I think on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think announcing a new Monster Hunter game two days, or, <laughs> you know, like less than a week after that, after Iceborne comes out, yeah, might like might cannibalize those sales a bit. Yeah, that's fair. Um. So I think that uh, I think that mon- I think they are working on a Switch Monster Hunter, a Switch exclusive Monster Hunter game, and I think that'll get announced either just like maybe during the Game Awards or something later mm-hmm. this year. But I I don't think we'll see Monster Hunter Five at this direct. Yeah, I I I don't I don't have the faith either. You know. Yeah. I think that's gonna happen later. But I I do think there will be like a big 
like brand new third party game announced, at least one. Okay. But I can't think of what it'll be. Hmm. I for once don't think that they'll announce Ace Attorney Seven this time. <laughs> um Capcom has a lot of panels lined up for Tokyo Game Show. Oh, okay. None of them involve Ace Attorney this time. So. Right. Yeah, so I think that's uh that's a bit too much to hope for this time. They're just in the middle of one of the panels and then Phoenix Wright goes, Objection! And they just show the trailer. <laughs> It's like in the middle of like a boring ass game that no one cares about. Yeah. All right, man. Here's Weed Farmer Five. Uh, we, uh, Capcom hasn't released one through four. That's how ahead of the game we are. Uh, in Weed Farmer Five, objection! And then they show the trailer. Why? Why is there like a Californian stoner at the Tokyo Game Show presenting their Japanese games? They think that's hilarious in Japan. <laughs> I see. All right. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I I think there will be one big third party announcement. Yeah, um, I think the announcement will be Castlevania Seven. You know, I was actually <laughs> I had Castlevania on the brain. Yeah, when we were making that prediction. Yeah, like actually, like a new like Egovania style Castlevania game. Ah, uh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I, I think that could be it. Uh, Konami very recently talked about how they they want to make like console games again, that right? Are, that are like you know with high production values. So that's uh, a cool ambition. Yeah. So I think a, a new Castlevania announcement. Yeah. Cool. I'll say that it's gonna be. Mm, super ghouls and ghosts <laughs> but new for the switch oh great yeah like a little, little 15 dollar you know like about on par with the production values of like of like the shitty Mega Man game that they made for like the psp that was kind of cheap okay you know, like oh well, like Mega Man of, powered up yeah yeah exactly like that level of stuff Okay. But Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah, very likely. Yeah. Good, good prediction. Thanks. <laughs> you guys couldn't see it, but I just made some hand signs to accompany me saying thanks. Just to <laughs> show how serious I am. Yeah, he's about to do a jutsu. Yeah. Ghosts. Ghost jutsu. Ghost style. Super ghoul jutsu. All right. Well. That's... I can't believe there's a ghost here now. That's your third party prediction. The magic of my hands. That means we've done all of our non-Smash predictions. Yeah, we sure have. What's <laughs> next? We get to move on to our Smash predictions. Ah, uh, yes. So, uh, so first things first, obviously, uh, Banjo-Kazooie is coming out yep. uh, at some point. I don't think we're going to get Banjo-Kazooie details. Yet. No, me neither. Hero came out barely over a month ago. And I think Banjo-Kazooie is going to come out more like October. Okay. Maybe November. So uh, so while I think they might be like, and Banjo-Kazooie will come out sometime in October right. or November. I, uh, it won't I, be like, here's Sakurai explaining what that crazy bear and bird are up to. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I, I think we will not get DLC pack details. Hello, I'm Masahiro Sakurai. As you can see, my arms have fallen off entirely, but I will continue to work on this <laughs> I now have metal arms. Here's Banjo. <laughs> I do think that we will get a trailer for DLC Pack 4. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, here's something interesting. There's there's a couple interesting things that have happened. One is a 4chan rumor that I 
that I don't know if I buy. Sure. Uh, that uh, the DLC pack for is apparently going to be a female character uh, with some kind of mech element that is not popular and will disappoint and confuse most people watching. The reason I find that suspicious is that, like, if you have that much information, you should just say who it is, you know? Uh, like, I've seen people be that turbo vague, and then the leak is correct. You okay. Know? Does Das Verjabin do that? Is he like, all right, it's going to be a pizza man who wears a hat, got sandals on, people hate him. <laughs> <laughs> No, Virgin usually just like leaks the characters. Right. Um, but there there are some legit leakers that are like, well, I don't wanna spoil the thing completely and like take the wind out of the announcement sales, but also I want some clout. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I yeah, I don't know if I if I buy that that leak though. I, I don't know if uh I don't know if I'm convinced by that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh although funnily enough uh that that info in conjunction with the overwatch leak made a lot of people go diva <laughs> um but didn't he say like it'll confuse a lot of people or something yeah it, it like it will disappoint and confuse a lot of like nintendo fans right well yeah i guess just in the sense that like she's not yet a nintendo character yeah i guess it, that makes sense yeah however uh here's here's another thing that happened nintendo uk uh uploaded like a placeholder page for a DLC pack four. Okay. It just said like DLC pack four will include one character, one stage, and multiple music tracks. Copyright SNK Corporation. <laughs> uh hmm. so, you know, here's so there's two possibilities here. One, a Nintendo intern put up some details for some SNK content. And then just, like, copy-pasted it. And and then, yeah, yeah and then just accidentally copy-pasted that template into the the Smash DLC info. Sure. Or DLC Pack 4 is an SNK, is a character owned by SNK. Right. Uh, SNK are the Neo Geo guys. Yeah. And, you know, they, they currently, they're responsible for several iconic kind of arcade franchises, mm -hmm. like, Fatal Fury, King of Fighters, Samurai Showdown, uh, Metal Slug. Right. Uh, that's that's SNK, and they've they've been around for a really long time. Um, when I initially heard this, I wasn't sure if SNK was big enough. Okay. You know, like it's like, well, you got, you know, you got Joker, you got a character from one of the biggest RPGs right. ever made. You have one of the two biggest RPG franchises of all time mm -hmm. represented as your psychic character. And then you have Banjo-Kazooie, a clear, like, fan favorite. Yeah, so iconic. Like, so, so, like, SNK, popularity-wise, feels like a bit of a downgrade. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, they do have some really iconic characters that, like, really anyone even kind of peripherally aware of video games would recognize. <laughs> and, uh... And I think that'd also be a great, like, they could potentially be a great, like, retro rep. You know? Uh-huh. Like, great, like, here's, hey, here's a piece of old-school gaming. You sure. Know? Um, I think there's a handful of possibilities for SNK characters. One of the big ones, obviously, is Terry Bogard. Uh-huh. Right? Sure. The, uh, the mascot of Fatal Fury, the face of a lot of King of Fighters games also, um, you know, 
blonde ponytail man. I was going to say, even if you don't recognize his name, he's got a guy with the hat and the blonde hair. Yeah, he's the guy with the hat and the blonde hair. Uh, What's funny is that, uh, you know, this was the possibility was brought up in our Discord. And one of our Discord members, Mr. Cool Red Luigi, who has never played a King of Fighters or Fatal Fury game before, said, Boy, I can't wait to play his backwards baseball hat, Ken. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait to play his Ken with a backwards baseball hat. Accurate. Yeah. Uh, So I I do wonder if, like, if that would be the pick, you know? Mm -hmm. Another option is my Shiranui. Okay. Uh, another character where you might not recognize the name, but if you saw her, yeah, yeah, uh, you'd be like, "Oh, I remember her from Mugen," or like, <laughs> right? Uh, she's this uh this this girl with like a fan. She right. like throws fans, and she has like a red kimono. I want to say, uh, not not a kimono. That's the wrong. Um, it's a a kipao. That's what yeah. It's called. The like the like kind of like Chinese sexy dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she wears the Chinese sexy dress and uh she's been in many, many fighting games. Yeah. Uh, she was a guest character in Dead or Alive recently, I think. Okay. Um and uh and as far as like iconic female characters from video games that haven't been represented in Smash yet, she's pretty up there. Sure. Yeah. Also, Samurai Shodan just came out. Yeah. Uh Hao Maru is the face of that. But <laughs> yeah. he's he's also like he's also just about to guest in Soul Calibur six. Mm. So like I, I don't think it's him. Maybe Nako Ruru. That'd be cool. Yeah, she got a little hawk. She yeah. she used the hawk to fly around. That could be her up B. I was gonna say I feel like Sakurai would do cool things with Nakaruru. Yeah. And the fifth potential SNK option is a metal slug character. Right. Because, like, you could tick off some of the 4chan rumor boxes with that. It's Exactly. Like, uh, a, a female mech character that would confuse people. Yeah, it's like, that. that's what I was going to get to. Yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, to combine both of these details that we've gotten over the past couple weeks, there is a female character that's been in Metal Gear Games since the second one. Okay. That's arguably more... Uh, popular than the male protagonist. Her name's Fio. Hmm. She's uh, she's this girl with glasses, and uh, and you know, got got them military fatigues on and a little hat, and uh, and I I like her design a lot actually. All right, yeah. There's a girl from Metal Slug named Fio, and if you put Fio in a tank, <laughs> right, and made that her move set, she could be. A female character in a mech that confuses and disappoints a lot of a lot of people expecting something different. That's true. Um, and actually, like like a metal slug character in a tank would be like Sakurai level insane. That's true. That is true. Uh, and you know, I think it'd be a great like it'd be a great retro rep. And also, I think maybe like. Fio would be like a character costume, but you could also play as Marco, the uh, oh, right. the protagonist of Metal Slug. Yeah, yeah. I I think a lot of that makes sense. I think my disappointment would stem from like, why is this not an Advance Wars character instead? <laughs> I was gonna bring that up too. Yeah. Like, how mad would Advance Wars fan be well, if you like? I. S- <laughs> 
I said fan instead of fans and thought to correct myself and then decided not to. <laughs> because I'm the one. I am <laughs> yeah. the Advance Wars fan. Yeah. <laughs> how how does like how much would that annoy Advance Wars fans if a character in a tank shows up and it's not from Advance Wars? Man, you know, like like I get it. They're doing like the guest character thing for the DLC, but like that would be it would be disappointing on some level for me it really would yeah i I get that it's it's cool i i think would be cool because like there's so many eras of video games that smash bros like calls back to and flashes back to Uh uh-huh you know and like and metal slug for so many people including me just like brings back this memory (laughs) of like you know like going to the coin laundry and uh-huh. seeing that one arcade machine there <laughs> right. that always has metal slug on it. Sure. Uh and you know, it just like it brings it, it brings up a very specific like mid to late nineties arcade memory. You know? Oh yeah, I I totally in, get you. Yeah, and in a way that like no other Smash representative does. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's cool. I think that's cool that they, they managed to find like another like another piece of video game history that isn't really represented yet. I yeah, like I, I like the I like the potential of that a lot. Yeah, you know, I should say that I have like a peripheral fondness for Metal Slug. Like I didn't it didn't get a lot of playtime for me. Sure. Uh but, you know, when I still lived in New York, I we would go to the arcade in Times Square and Metal Slug would be there and I'd play it. Yeah. Uh on occasion. So so that'd be that'd be neat. Yeah. Be neat. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, like and oh man, just the moveset potential is really like yeah. incredible. Yeah, you know? it's it's it's, uh, it's nuts. It's up there. Yeah, like like you'd have the tank, like maybe the tank would even be like the final smash, and like <laughs> uh, and the special moves involve like like getting power ups to change your weapons. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I honestly don't know the likelihood of that. I. I feel like these two things are not related, you know? I feel like the 4chan leak is just bullshit, yeah. and I'm, like, on kind of, like, a wild goose chase here. I could also see just, like, the SNK thing being really misleading, sure. um, and just a, just a typo that some moron at Nintendo headquarters made. Right, and then um, it really is D.Va. Yeah, and it really is D.Va, or, or just Tracer, you know? Sure. Like, maybe... I'll be Tracer. <laughs> <laughs> like if if that leak is bullshit the 4chan one uh i could see it just being like tracer from overwatch sure because she'd have a great move set yeah right like um her side b is just dashing you yeah. know time, time dash yeah like you know there's there's three things i talk about sometimes in relation to a character that don't form any kind of shape together <laughs> uh those things being rev relevance popularity and moveset potential now are you sure that they don't form some kind of a shape absolutely not a three-pointed uh, uh pythagorean shape if you will <laughs> a triangular shape no that doesn't ring any bell at all so <laughs> so chaser has the relevance and she has the popularity you know uh-huh. like overwatch is, is still has a popularity you yeah know? And uh, and the moveset potential would be really great. She can yeah. teleport. Uh, it it'd be even great if her teleports kind of like retroactively heal her. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, and then like you know she can have the bomb and stuff. Maybe she even like borrows elements from the from the game's mechanics or like mm-hmm. or 
or stuff from <laughs> like her her final smash is just a cinematic where Winston shows up. <laughs> Overwatch. <laughs> he just goes, This is Winston and then oh. beats the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, I, I think she'd be great. So actually, fun fact. Tracer is one of my reserve characters. Uh-huh. I think I'm going to swap her out uh, with my current Tekken character oh, prediction. Interesting. Uh, and say that she'll be DLC pack four. Okay. Uh, Overwatch will be DLC pack four, and they will announce that alongside an Overwatch port. Cool. Um, I think that's a solid move. However, I will then replace my Tekken reserve prediction with a different reserve prediction. <laughs> okay. That reserve prediction is Fio and Marco from Metal Slug. Yeah, that's fair. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that way, if that fucking bonkers idea does happen, <laughs> I've, I've kind of... Like, I, I kind of got yeah, it. Yeah, I kind of got it. <laughs> what, do, what about you? Uh, your your current remaining predictions are the Monster Hunter and Sans from Undertale. <laughs> Are you are, are you uh, are you changing anything uh, with your current knowledge of the prediction climate? Man, it's tough because on the one hand, there is a temptation to uh, make Sans Undertale a reserve and to put Tracer as one of my predictions. Ah, but on the other hand, ooh, if I got Sans Undertale right. Yeah, right. Yeah. God, that would be incredible. <laughs> I would be dancing around the living room. <laughs> Not even because I'm particularly enthused about him being in the game, but just because like nobody called that but me. Right. Nobody legitimately called that but me. Right. Like I think there's a lot of people that want him in. Yeah. And uh Yeah. But there's no professionals like us predicting Sans Undertale. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm not changing a damn thing. Okay, cool. I'm ride or die. Nice. I I think I think in a way that's smart. You know, <laughs> I I think not being swayed by all of this additional yeah hoo ha like <laughs> no uh, hoo ha will dislodge Mister Sands Undertale himself <laughs> from my prediction list. You know, the, I, that's one of those sentences <laughs> that has never been said before. Right? Yeah, I I just made history. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, yeah, I think we'll get a DLC pack for like trailer, uh, but we won't really get any Smash details besides that. Yeah, that's that makes sense. All right, cool. Well, uh, do you have any remaining Nintendo Direct predictions you want to get out there? Don't think so. Me neither. So let's open some listener mail. All right. So you guys, I guess, have missed us while we were gone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, we got, we got a lot of listener mail, so we're probably gonna have to abridge some of these mails, like, and sure. just, just say, like, one or two predictions per person. Right. So that we can, so that we can include as many people as we can. Yeah. Anthony S. says, hey guys, so my Nintendo Direct wishlist is definitely a bit on the ambitious side. Hmm. I'm hoping that a new Mario Baseball or Mario Strikers ah. makes its way onto the Switch as we haven't seen these games since the Wii, and they're both favorites of mine. I'm hoping for a good old-fashioned GameCube port, hopefully a fan favorite like Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door, or Mario Sunshine. P.S. In terms of Mario RPGs, do you guys prefer Paper Mario or Mario and Luigi? I'll send you guys a tweet to ensure you see this email, then maybe I'll send you a second email to make sure you got my tweet. Thanks, 
Anthony S. <laughs> Good job, Anthony S. He, he did send me a tweet and another email after that. So <laughs> thanks, Anthony S. Good looking out. Yeah. I prefer Paper Mario. Uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I would say so too. Um, it's like, obviously it's unfortunate what Paper Mario has become. Yeah. Uh, but if you, like, if I had to pick one Mario and Luigi game and one Paper Mario game and just like pit them against each other, Paper Mario would win. Yeah, same. Like, I think Paper Mario has the highest highs. Yeah. But it also perhaps has the lowest lows. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would love a new Mario Strikers, Anthony. I think that's uh, a great pick. Yeah, that'd be that. I love those games. The first one, Charged. Yeah, you know, good times. Good shit. I uh, also I would love Thousand Year Door to get a port. Like really, instead of them making a new Paper Mario game, just give me a Thousand Year Door <laughs> port. Then let it sell enough money that they realize that that's what they should be doing. Right. Um, and then make another one called the Two Thousand Year Door. <laughs> <laughs> paper mario 3 the 2000 year door <laughs> colon this isn't confusing colon you know eight. it's not xbox one so <laughs> they've got that going for them that's fair thanks anthony s good mail yeah setco says persona 5 scramble news that just makes us wish that persona 5 would be ported to the switch <laughs> all the og phantom thieves will be playable along with akechi and kasumi Cooking Mama and Smash, Setco. <laughs> All right, sure. Uh, thanks, Setco. Uh, good, good, especially uh, good prediction in terms of Persona Five Scramble. That's yeah. one game I didn't think about, and that is, uh, I think that is a game that will show up during the direct. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Yeah, uh, I think we'll get more details and a bit more of a release window. I, I think that they won't show all of the Phantom Thieves. I do think they will all be playable in the game, but mm-hmm. I think they'll wait to show some of them. They'll be like, here's Ryuji and on. <laughs> right. Uh, and maybe like, and here's the OC that we made for this game. Uh-huh. Uh, and they'll wait to show other characters till later. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Psycho. And, uh, you know, Cooking Mama for Smash. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty fun. <laughs> that would be a great pick. Obviously, I'm I'm not uh no yeah I'm not subscribing to any likelihood for that, but I dig it. Yeah, it ain't happen, but I'd be I'd I'd main her. <laughs> She's absolutely a female character in a mech, <laughs> <laughs> like just Cooking Mama in a right. mech. Cooking Mama three mech. <laughs> it's mech, mech a snack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks, Echo. Yeah, thanks. Mark E says, I wouldn't be so bold to call this a prediction, but I can hope I'd love to see a new SSX game on Switch. And I think a return to form to its over-the-top arcadey snowboarding would make total sense as a Switch exclusive. Okay. Although that seems unlikely given EA's supposed attitude towards putting their games on Switch. I got an attitude for EA. If not SSX, it'd be awesome to see Nintendo resurrect 1080 snowboarding and maybe there are other extreme sport franchises like wave race and excite bike along with it it'd be interesting for them to have some sort of continuity between them all like a recurring (laughs) cast of characters if either ssx or 1080 were to happen a winter release window only makes sense so if these don't appear in a september direct then i'll pack up my hopes and dreams till next year and a somewhat related question for you 
What dormant Nintendo franchise do you predict will be resurrected, but in a disappointing way, like <laughs> Dr. Mario World? Ah. Uh, Thanks for being the champions you are, Marky. That's an interesting question. Yeah. First of all, I'd just like to say that on the outline Daniel made, it just says Mark E, and then in parentheses, SSX slash 1080 snowboarding. And so the where my brain went first was like, he's predicting a snowboarder for Smash? Just imagine, like, it's just like, yeah, it's like the SSX Tricky Snowboarder, and their mechanic is that they cannot stop moving uh, because they're on a snowboard. (laughs) That'd actually be amazing. (laughs) Uh, But uh, to get to the actual substance of the the letter, yeah, I I mean, I think it'd be, I don't, I'm not predicting that either of those franchises are getting resurrected. I think it'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, As far as... As far as dormant franchises that could be resurrected in a disappointing way, I guess I already made that prediction when I said Chibi when Robo. When you said Chibi Robo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that would be very disappointing. <laughs> right. Me. That's the truth. But in terms of what I think would be more likely to get resurrected, but also in a disappointing way, um, hmm. The answer that will always be relevant is Star Fox. Oh yeah, that's but true. Uh, but I, you know, he's he's been he's been in in enough recently that yeah. it feels kind of like cheating that's to say fair. Star Fox. Um, like all, all the ones I think of are so obscure that I don't think they'll actually come back. Oh, Custom Robo. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like I think they could bring it back, but they'll but the. But it'll be so low budget, and like it'll it'll <laughs> right. get like a six point nine on Metacritic. Sure, sure. Yeah, here's uh, my beta prediction: um, F Zero, but it's a mobile gotcha game Ooh. where you have to unlock racers. Oh, uh, by doing you know gotcha stuff, and the gameplay is just like you kind of like move your thumb to steer the car across Ooh. a linear track. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> oh, that's that that hurts yeah. to think about. Oh, thanks, Marky. Yeah, thanks, I guess. <laughs> no, thank you for real. Yeah. Vinny G. Hey, guys. Before we go on, I hope there will be some kind of time devoted to the most important video game news of the past few weeks. Untitled Goose Game comes out <laughs> on September 20th. Uh-huh. I look forward to a full report, and I think we'd all understand if you changed the title of the podcast to A Goosing Theory and only spoke about Untitled Goose Game from now on. Well, I mean, I've thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'd also just like to slip in some congratulations to Daniel, who predicted that the name would not change prior to release. Oh, that's Uh, right. That that appears to be the case. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good good job. Thank you. But Vinny says, okay, out of the September Direct... I'm sure you'll cover all the big items in much more detail than I can, so let's go into more fun predictions. Okay. And, as always, Vinny gave me uh, a lot, so I'll pick a couple. Sure. Monster Hunter Iceborne will be revealed to be coming to the Switch. After the reveal of Iceborne, we'll find out that Monster Hunter will be DLC 4. Oh, okay. Uh, Town will not be mentioned. (laughs) Not here, not ever again. Soon, (laughs) we will all wonder if it was just a wonderful dream. Finally, if DLC4 is an SNK character, like leakers are saying, then I think there's only one character who matches all the criterion of the RPM triangle, 
uh, whatever that is. <laughs> this, of course, is Bub from Bubble Bobble. <laughs> Relevance. A new Bubble Bobble game is coming to the Switch in December. That's true. Hmm. Popularity. Everyone loves Bub. Moveset potential. <laughs> bub shoots bubbles. Bub shoots rainbows. Bub flies with bubbles. Bub can do other things that I forget at this moment. Bub has potential. This is clearly the only SNK character who makes sense, and I have found a new hill to die on. Okay, that's all for me for now. Looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for writing in, Vinny G. Thanks, Vinny we, G. We always appreciate it. <laughs> I would actually love for the little bubble bobble dragon to be a character, to be a DLC character. Yeah. I think that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, and and that's absolutely like the kind of left field thing that I could see happening, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be... If if that happens, Vinny, we will give you the biggest of shout-outs. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, good good predictions as always. Thank you for always writing in. Yeah. Mr. Cool Red Luigi has sent us a tweet. Oh. Hey, Smashing Theory. I was wondering if you could predict which Pokemon will have Galar forms. <laughs> and maybe add a few of your most desired Galarian forms you'd like to see in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Hmm. So far, I haven't been disappointed after seeing Galarian Weezing. <laughs> Galarian Weezing is such a great design. Yeah, excellent. Such an incredible design. Really great. So, I mean, let's get the obvious one out of the way. Oh, God, one. what? Pikachu. Wearing a tuxedo with a monocle, holding a mug of tea, named Tikachu. That's not a Gala- <laughs> That's just- <laughs> if it has a new name that is not a Galarian form. Well, it's Pikachu, so they made an exception, <laughs> as they often do. Uh, <laughs> Tikachu is coming to Pokemon Sword and Shield. I here's an actual guess for me later. The new version of Pokemon Sword and Shield will just be called Tikachu Edition. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. They'll start with a Tikachu. So, so you actually made a prediction, Sean, uh, a while back when we were talking about new Pokemon and Pokemon Sword and Shield about, like, an English Bulldog Pokemon. Right. I don't think that'll be a new Pokemon. I think that'll be a Galarian form for Snubble and Gramble. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Also... I think that the Rosalia line will get Galarian forms. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um. What, what about you? Any Galarian form thoughts? Well, I mean, I've had the best one. No, Tikachu doesn't count. <laughs> Give me a real answer, Sean. He's electric water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, yeah, thanks, thanks, Mr. Cool Red Luigi. That's a really good question. Yes. <laughs> What's so funny, Daniel? I'm sorry, Mr. Cool Red <laughs> Luigi, <laughs> that Sean couldn't give you a real answer. I gave you the realest answer. Uh, We're going to get a uh, spinoff takes place in Galar called Detective Tikachu. <laughs> <laughs> And that this this Pikachu does not speak English like Detective Pikachu does. Uh-huh. So you'll just be like, well, what do you think, Pikachu? will be like, Pikachu! You're like, oh, you. And that's the whole game. You have to solve all the crimes yourself. <laughs> He's a shul mascot. 
I, I guess because this is a podcast format, the audience can't see the judgmental looks I give you for this shit. Nor the broad grins slathered across my face. <laughs> huh. All like, right. like so much English Dijon mustard. Thanks, Mr. Cora Luigi, for your Thanks. question. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Garrett D. has messaged us on Facebook. What are your thoughts on Competitive Hero? I know that's divisive right now, but I'm curious as to your guys' insight. What one change would you make to ha- uh, to Hero to calm some of the issues? <laughs> I think I would change the current whack-thwack one-hit KO chances to zero until your opponent is above 30% or something. Mm, okay. Uh, also, I want you to know I listen to the special thanks every time, even though I'm not on it. <laughs> uh, thanks, Garrett. Yeah. We uh we appreciate you listening to all the people that we thank for their great contributions to our well being. Yes. And the podcast. I'm I'm glad that someone besides those five people enjoy that because <laughs> we we go on some tears. Yeah, in, on, in those honestly, bits. sometimes I think that special thanks is the funniest part of any of the podcasts that we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, some God, sometimes we just lose it. Yeah. It's it's uh so I'm glad someone else appreciates that. Thank yes. you, Garrett. But to yeah. get to get back to the topic at hand, yeah, competitive hero. Um, yeah, my thoughts on competitive hero are that he he should be in. Like, so uh, so some context for Sean, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Australia, the Smash community on Australia recently banned hero. Mm. Um, uh, and and you know they they made some arguments for it. One. Uh, they thought they could do it as kind of a test because they are a relatively small competitive community. Okay. They don't expect the rest of the competitive community to conform to that. Uh-huh. Uh, but they just wanted to give that a try. Okay. Um, B, they did not do that because they thought Hero would be overpowered. They did that because they thought Hero's moveset was anti-competitive. Oh. That, uh, that Hero's moveset is so random uh, that it's hard to build a competitive defense against it. Or to build like a way to play it in a actual competitive manner. Okay. Um, which was you know which was an interesting point. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That I still think ultimately, I disagree with. Sure. Uh, like yeah, whack and thwack have whack and thwack can potentially really shake up a match. Um, there were people that even got mad uh, recently. Uh, that a a peach or a daisy won, like a grand finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the peach slash daisy, uh, managed to pluck a bob on, oh, okay. which has like a one in like five thousand chance of happening. Right. Um, they plucked a bob on, blew up the opponent, and won grand finals that way. Okay. Um, so there's you know there's people that. The think that that's too random, you right? Know? Um, and you know, I also disagree with that, especially because like, it's it's a part of her, it's a part of her toolkit, you yeah. know, like it's a very rare part of her toolkit. But like, you should still be aware of it and learn that matchup, you know. Like, yeah, and I mean, also just like as you mentioned, you know, the likelihood of that happening in a given match is slim to none. Yeah, even if like. I don't know, like, that That chance is still there, and I do understand that, mm-hmm. but I think, like, for example, whack and thwack are things that are easy enough to dodge or easy enough to, like, to counter, you know? Yeah. 
hell uh whack the the projectile version of that can even be reflected back at the hero right sure you know i think uh you know sean and i are obviously not competitive smash players by any means right but we have played other fighting games competitively yes and i particularly have played competitive fighting games with heroes that have had with characters that have had plenty of random elements. Oh yes. One of which is even kind of my one of my mains in Blazewood at one point. Right. Platinum the Trinity, who uh who will draw out a random weapon uh every time you press a certain button and then yeah. get to use that for a limited amount of times before drawing another random weapon. And I think the thing one of the things that makes her balance is that she has ways to control that, ways to make that less random. Mm-hmm. Uh she has ways to like replenish the ammo of the weapon she's holding she has ways to like make the weapon she's holding more powerful but like you know that's still a random element in a game that people play competitively without a problem to this day yeah and platinum has even won tournaments and she's not considered broken or too random or whatever sure um i mean yeah like you've you know um the history of randomness in fighting games is a long and storied one right like there's plenty of examples of kind of mechanics that rely on randomness in fighting games and i think that uh even if the character is someone who has the chance of you know by virtue of their random mechanic having access to some really powerful and useful tool yeah the thing that helps balance it out is the fact that because it's random there's no guarantee that you're going to have exactly what you want at any given time yeah and i think that's particularly true with hero where you have like 20 plus spells or whatever it is yes uh you know like there's an extent to which i want to be like well who cares if whack and thwack are unbalanced if you look at them in a vacuum yes you know what is the likelihood that you're going to have whack or thwack at exactly the moment in time that you need it. Which, which you know, is also part of Australia's argument. You know, the country of Australia. The entire argument. <laughs> right, yeah. That's also part of Australia's argument is that, like, not only, like, is it, like, too random for the opponent, it's also too random for the player. I mean, if it's too random for the player, that shouldn't be in consideration as to whether or not you want to ban the character. You know, <laughs> like, if you're somebody who wants to play Hero and you're aware that the degree of randomness involved in playing them is detrimental, that's on you. Yeah. I mean, if it's something where it's concerning your opponents, obviously that's something you'd want to take into consideration. Right. But I think one of the beautiful things about fighting games is that I can pick whatever character I want and play that character, and if they suck and I lose, the only person that I'm letting down is myself. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I, I, I do. I, I agree with all of that, actually. And, like, I... Uh... Like, I think that Hero should be in, like, competitively just for the fact that, like, if someone is playing Hero competitively and they even get past pools, yeah. that is someone that has honed their adaptability down to a science. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because, like, you know, if Hero really is that random, then, like, then the randomness is going to end up losing the matches. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's, you know, I think that's another... Uh, another thing in fairness to some people it's like well hero's randomness can lose him matches and it can also win him matches and it's unfair if like his randomness wins him matches against like character against players that are otherwise pros Mm. you know and get like thrown off by his randomness and then like he goes o2 against like fart juicy (laughs) uh 75 right you know like there's 
there's that angle, but I, I still think overall that, like, a good player can still beat Hero's Randomness. Yeah, like, A, that. B, you have had characters in past Smash games that could, you know, reliably and consistently KO you from 0%, and they were not banned, <laughs> yeah. right? If yeah. you didn't ban Bayonetta in Smash 4, that was the time to ban someone. Yeah. You know, Hero yeah. does not deserve to be banned if you didn't ban Bayonetta in Smash 4. That's outrageous. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, like, also from, like, a selfish, like, a really selfish standpoint, and not from, like, from, like, I'm thinking of this from the player's perspective. Right. Like, if a hero made it to the top eight of a Smash Ultimate tournament, that would be just incredibly entertaining to That would watch. be so cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I, I would understand, you know, any arguments about how it'd be un- unfair for the opponent, mm-hmm. but, like, watching that match would be the hypest shit ever. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think... I I think his his randomness can be can be accounted for and played around. Yes. And while that means you kind of have to learn the matchup in a way that you don't have to learn the matchup for any other Smash character, mm-hmm. uh I still think that's kind of just part of the game. Yeah. Like, that's what fighting games is. Yeah, that that's what fighting games is. Uh so I I think in as much as Smash should be treated competitively at all, I think Hero also <laughs> deserves to be treated competitively right and whether smash should be treated competitively at all is another question entirely yeah i i think ultimately it should be i don't yeah. always agree with the ways in which it's treated competitively right but yeah i i think that hero deserves to be there yeah and uh i i do doubt that he'll get banned outside australia because i think uh i think at the very least since nintendo now has their fingers dipped mm-hmm. into so many tournaments like they sponsor so many tournaments right especially evo I think that Nintendo would not allow the community to ban an entire character right. in any tournaments that they're sponsoring. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously that could have an impact on sales. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool question, Garrett. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Finally, Brave Ninja 111 on Twitter says, Good day, guys. Just wanted to ask whatever came of those Infinity War predictions you made for the live show episode, mm-hmm. and what's your thoughts on the current MCU lineup? Cheers! Mm-hmm. I, I I guess I could have done an accent, uh, but I would not have sounded like you, Brave Ninja Die Smashing Theory, friends! Our Avengers! Cheerio! <sighs> there you go. Had. There you go, Brave Ninja. Even though I said Cheerio, I was going for an Australian accent, because you had good day. Yeah. <laughs> you, it, re- it, it, it really confused you. He said cheers, but he also said good day. Like, what What do you do? Ah! All right. That, so, that's, <laughs> that was my Australian uh, personality being confused. Anyway, thanks, Brave Ninja yes, 111, for that callback. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we did do a live show uh, a few months ago, like uh-huh. earlier this year. And for that live show, uh, what would it? Oh. Um, he, he typed Infinity War, but we predicted what would happen in Endgame. Endgame, right. Yeah, in Avengers Endgame, I predicted that Spider-Man and Shuri would flirt, uh, and, uh, we, we did a thing for that episode where, not wanting to spoil the ending of Infinity War, right. uh, we just said at some point near the end of Infinity War, several characters... Uh, go to Walmart. <laughs> right. uh, 
So Sean's prediction was that those characters would never leave Walmart. <laughs> right, which was, uh, well, I mean, really, that entire prediction was predicated on the notion that uh, Walmart was actually like an alternate dimension. Yeah. Uh, so I was wrong on many fronts. Yes, and uh, and so was I. Uh, Shuri and Peter never directly interacted. Right. Uh, ex- except, like, I think there's a point... At which she's next to Peter. <laughs> right. But they never talk to each other directly, really. Yeah. Which, which is a shame. It's missed potential. Yeah, right? Oh, God, I love that dynamic. Um, Although I guess now that we know that Peter Parker's out of the MCU, <laughs> that would have been a good time to leave him in Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just there forever. Spider-Man Far From Home just takes place in Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, wow, boy, Mr. Stark, I... Uh... First of all, you're not here. <laughs> Second of all, uh, I can't decide what pair of uh, shorts I want to buy. I'm Tom oh. Holland. <laughs> I sound just like this. So, hey, uh, whatever I named you, my my suit girl. Uh, what pants should I buy? Uh, would you like me to murder everyone here? No, 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 don't do that. Anyway, I just summarized all of Homecoming. <laughs> And <laughs> anyway, it was it was also wild that like one person in the audience of that show actually had not seen right, right. Infinity War. Yeah. Like I still wonder if that person was just fucking with us. It could be. Yeah. Well, it led to the Walmart bit, which was the best thing that happened in that live show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so th- the thanks, <laughs> thanks, person who may or may not have been fucking with us. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, what came of that is that our predictions were all really wrong. Yeah. Um. What do we think about the current MCU lineup? Uh, I'm I'm intrigued by it. Yeah. Um. I'm obviously really disappointed by the whole fallout of the Spider-Man negotiations thing. Yeah, that's a shame. Um. You know, I I do think that. Uh, I think that they're both being you know corporations in this case. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that out of the corporations, Disney is being a little greedier than they should be. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so too. Yeah. Um. They're very Johnny Come Lately. Like, hey, turns out that uh, Spider-Man's pretty popular, <laughs> yeah, right? What yeah. do you think about renegotiating a deal we made? Yeah, like the the fact that Sony like was paying for a hundred percent of the Spider-Man movies, and now Disney wants a fifty percent cut of that. Right. Um. That's that, that that's a bit much. Yeah. That, that's a yeah. bit much, Disney. Yeah. Really uh, maybe you can cool it and still still let Spider-Man like talk to Happy Hogan. You know. <laughs> Ha-ha! You'll never see Happy Hogan again! (laughs) (laughs) Get fucked, Petey! God, Mickey, why? (laughs) Uh, uh, But, you know, ignoring that, uh, because if if I don't, I just get kind of bummed out. Sure. Um, I I do think that the slate of movies coming up is is neat. I'm I'm excited to see... uh, to see Jane Foster Thor, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see what the Eternals is all about. Uh, I am most intrigued by uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I think. Sorry, what? The, uh, the, that's funny. I'm, I'm like, I'm still intrigued by it, but I'm probably like the least intrigued by that or like lower tier you know i think i was there at first yeah and then like the director at one point said like this is going to be the first true horror film in the mcu all right and that got me interested yeah that made me perk my ears up <laughs> yeah i uh i I, th- I think that could be pretty cool but yeah i'm, I'm more into either like the like the new stuff they're doing uh-huh. right like uh like shang chi like i'm interested to see how he comes into the mcu uh-huh. 
Um, also, like, I might be more excited about the Disney Plus stuff. Than yeah, God. Like, fucking in the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Just, like, fucking action buddy comedy. That, uh-huh. that has so much potential. Yeah. Um, a what-if animated series could be just incredible. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm, that, that might be the one announcement I'm, like, the most excited for. I really can't believe how much I'm suckered into Disney Plus now. You know, <laughs> like, between, I mean, first of all, they got all the Marvel stuff, and then they have a bunch of cool Star Wars stuff that they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's so much cooler and more interesting than anything that they're doing with the films right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I, uh, at the very least, I'm going to have to check that service out. Yeah, you know, like. And see what, how it is. Yeah, and they're going to have a new Muppets thing in there somehow right they're uh a new like monsters inc animated series oh man right yeah no i'm i've yeah i'm i'm probably fucking getting disney plus like even if it was just like most of their catalog you know yeah. i probably still end up getting it but a lot of their original content is really i'm i'm really intrigued to check it out yeah so. like at, at least conceptually they're blowing it out of the water yeah absolutely will they be able to execute on it probably you yeah, know prob- we'll, yeah. we'll see they've got enough money yeah yeah no i'm uh i'm excited yeah me too yeah uh thank you brave ninja 111 yes uh i always love sort of those off the cuff questions that don't really tackle anything that our <laughs> our show's premise would tackle by default yeah me too it's a nice little break yeah you know if you just want to throw in there like what's your favorite fish then i'll uh, respond but you won't know what it is until you ask the question <laughs> so uh you know the, the suspense <laughs> it's a fishery mystery <laughs> that's the true mystery of the multiverse of <laughs> madness on that note if uh First of all, thanks, Brave Ninja One One One. Yes. On that note, uh, if you'd like to know where else you can find us, uh, we are on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, Patreon dot com slash Beep Boop Group. Whoop whoop whoop. Because the Beep Boop Group is what we call all the podcasts we do. Yes. Uh, and tangentially, we're working on a new podcast. Yes. Uh, and if you back us on Beep Boop Group, you can kind of find out little nuggets about it. Where we're kind of. <laughs> We're kind of, you know, doing little teases about that new podcast. Yeah. And uh, once we finish the first episode of it, it will be up early on our Patreon. Mm -hmm. We've also got a lot of exclusive content on there, like a monthly podcast that's only on Patreon and even like some specials. We recently did this thing called A Smashing Debate. Yeah, that was fun. uh, Where Sean and I each picked a side. Um, and argued it out with uh, with another Beep Boop group member, Amy Lee, moderating. Mm-hmm. And this most recent Smashing Debate that we just put up is Marvel versus DC. So, oh, how topical. Yeah, so Brave Ninja 111, if you want to hear us talk more about comic books and their universes uh the universes they're involved in you can slip us some comic bucks yeah a dollar a month is where that shit starts comic buck (laughs) comic buck (laughs) singular yes uh and and you know uh any support we get there like uh really helps us out and lets us come up with cooler better projects and whatnot so yeah uh that's always appreciated thanks thanks everyone that uh that both supports us on that level and just that listens to the podcast. We we love everybody that does that. Yes. Next time on A Smashing Theory, 
September 2019 direct reactions, probably. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's still a chance that no direct happens at all this month. Right. Uh, and uh, if that's true, then we'll talk about something else. Yeah. Well, yeah. If it doesn't happen in the next two weeks, we'll talk about something else. Yeah. Uh, but I, I got a, I got a good feeling that it was going to happen in the next couple weeks. Okay. Uh, if we do have to talk about something else, I'll put that thing on Twitter and <laughs> you can email us at a smashing theory at gmail.com mm-hmm. or tweet at us at a smashing theory uh, to, you know, to, to tell us stuff, tell us stuff about our, about the subject we're talking about or just, uh, or just ask us questions or whatever. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll feature all that we can on this podcast as you've just witnessed <laughs> just now. Yes. Um, yeah, we, we love getting your mail and we love getting your predictions and your feedback it's it's a really good time for us yeah it really is it uh we we appreciate it every time so thanks for listening to our big return we will see you in a couple weekaroos but until then i hope that you have a smashing time cool yeah yeah i figured like we've been away for a little while so yeah do, so do, just, do just a regular one yeah, yeah, yeah the exactly. classic yep yep iconic yeah Bye. Bye. Special thanks. Special thanks. Special thanks to Lonel. Thank you, Lonel. Lonel, you so good. You so fine. You so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Lonel. Hey, Lonel. Special thanks to Nim. <laughs> thanks, Nim. <laughs> uh, I miss, miss you, Nim. Every, oh. every now and again, you tweet on Twitter, and your Twitter handle makes me laugh. You're a good egg. Thanks, Nim. Yeah. Special thanks to my girlfriend, Amy Lee. Uh, thank you, Amy Lee. Yes. You're great. I, uh, in particular, would like to thank you because I have been blowing up your phone with Fire Emblem Three Houses memes <laughs> for the past several days, and you've been very patient with me. Uh, so thank she, you for that. She she loves those. Though. I'm glad. I'm like, glad. yeah, it's it's not a her tolerating them. She she lives. She lives. <laughs> she those. eats, breathes, and sleeps memes. Yeah, she's she's alive <laughs> thanks to your Three Houses memes. I'm glad. So thank you, Sean. No, no problem. And, happy to happy to keep her alive. <laughs> and thank you, Amy Lee. Uh, special thanks to Leo. <laughs> that was more of like a snagglepuss. <laughs> or just like, uh, what's, what's the, what's the weird little cat from Thundercats? Lionel. Oh, oh uh, Schnurf. Snarf. Snarf, snarf yeah. yeah. Schnurf. Oh, I'm so scared. Oh, Lionel. That was a weird show. That show was super weird. Yeah. I watched like half a season at one point. <laughs> that show's just that show's so weird. I can actually remember being present for part of that watch through and us seeing like the opening and thinking like, wow, if the level of animation remains this good the, throughout the whole thing, this is better than I remember. It did and not. It, right, it immediately went to like Scooby Doo tier <laughs> yeah. as soon as that was over. Yeah. Uh, special th- thanks, Leo. Yeah, thanks, Leo. Special thanks. To Mr. Cool Red Luigi. Woohoo! Thanks, Luigi. Uh, you're with your coolness and your redness. <laughs> yep. And, and, uh, and, and you're, you're a Mister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you with your with your title. Uh, 
and uh, and, and congratulations on your wedding anniversary. Recently. Yeah, congrats. yeah. Uh, it was it was really cool to see you kind of live blog that on the Discord. <laughs> yeah, uh, so it seemed like a really fun weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. And uh, and thanks if you if you want to get special thanks from us, uh, Garrett. <laughs> You can back us at the $20 or higher tier on our Patreon, and we will special thank you uh, every in, in all of our podcast projects for that month and however long you you give us that sweet, sweet dough. The energy to that was very, like, I know you were listening, you little shit. You better, <laughs> you better take that debit card and slide it up my ass. Special thanks. <laughs> You're not a little bitch, Garrett. No, you're, you're no, you're not. You're a you're, fine, fine, upstanding person. At the very least, I'm sure you're a big bitch. <laughs> you know, like you're you're grown, you're mature, you're right. Yes, yes. yes. You're 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 big in 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 spirit. You've got yes. big bitch energy. You're you're the Labrador of big bitches. You are not a, a terrier. <laughs> Thanks to everyone who listens to our podcast. Well, specials, the thanks, special, special thanks, thanks. The good thanks to all you thankers out there. The special, the good thanks. Thanks for thanking, thankers. Thanks, thanks for specials. <laughs> good thanks, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>